When I need to send cash fast, the Western Union app is my go-to. And now you can send up to $500 for a $5 fee worldwide. All you have to do is download the app, choose the pay in cash option, then come in and pay at a participating Western Union agent location. Download the Western Union app today. Welcome to BassCast Radio, bringing you the best in local and national news in bass fishing, as well as interviews with some of the best anglers from all over the U.S. With your host, Brian Carter and Bruce Callis. Radio. I'm Brian. This is my co-host, Mr. Bruce Callis. What's going on, Brother Bruce? Oh, nothing much, Brian. Happy Father's Day to all the dads out there. Yes, that's definitely true. Before we get started, definitely write about that. Bruce, I hope everyone out there had a wonderful Father's Day. I know I did. Got to put a little bit of time with my dad and um, just relaxing and hanging out. And uh, Brother Bruce went and did, fishing, did some fishing as always and I kind of worked on the website a little bit. Well, I went, I went to church and spent a little time with Dad, too. There you go. So, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, definitely did a, a little fishing. It was hot, though. Yeah. It's supposed definitely to, hot out there. It is supposed to be hot here, guys, all week. We're talking like mid-90s. So it's going to be yeah, a warm one. Over What's that, Bruce? Heat index over 100. Yes. So if you guys do go out on the water, do a little fishing, please drink plenty of water. Take big jugs with you. You know, fish, make sure you keep your fish alive. Fishing tournaments, we're getting into that hot part of the year. Um, I know next Sunday I will be at Smith Mount Lake. Um, we got the final Bass Quest Tournament Trail event, regular season event, before the Classic this coming Sunday. So those who are fishing it, guys, make up those two-liter bottles. Let's keep the water cool. Let's keep the fish alive. So, Where are you sunblock? Yes. Definitely do the sunblock. Definitely. Do. So... Otherwise, you'll end up looking like me, and that's not fun. Come on, Bruce. <laughs> old and wrinkly. Hey, old and wrinkly. <clears throat> Bruce been fishing long before they came out with the buffs and the uh, all the new crazy gear that we have now. So, I mean, you know, now we can wear all this, uh, the buffs and oh yeah, the special lotions. And oh, I've got them, too. 
I've got all that good stuff too. I mean, it, it's it's something that you need to wear. Um, sometimes I forget. Uh, I'll make a quick stop, and I don't feel like putting it on. But if I'm going to be out on the water. I definitely want it on. Oh um, yeah, because I, I, I mean, do everything I can to protect myself. So oh yeah, that's all we can do. You know, uh, sun poison has become a huge topic these days. It was kind of crazy. I'm not sure what the video is. I might be able to find it, but uh. Kevin Hawk and I did a video on, um, it's been a few years back now, on um, sun protection. I, I, I'll be honest, you know, if I'm going to be out in the sun just for a few hours, I will wear shorts. And I wear shorts 90% of the time during the summertime. But if if I'm going to be out, like, fishing, I'll actually wear the, you know, the long pants, the convertible pants. They're thin. They're quick dry. I love it because you can jump in the water. A few minutes later, they're completely dried out. And they keep that direct sun off of you. And that's that's the main thing is that direct sun. And when you're sitting in the water and you're sitting there, I ain't going to say you're baking, but you kind of are baking, really. It's yeah. Not it's not good. I Bruce won't wear shorts anymore. Every I, time I wear shorts going fishing, I burn my knees. Being in that John boat. So, I mean, well, yeah, I mean, I'm sitting there and the pants leg rides up, so it's at like three inches from the kneecap back up to the waist. It's all burnt to a crisp, and I know. Because you forget to put the lotion on that. You're oh, out yeah. there just fishing, having fun. It's so easy to forget, and it's like, bam, done. That's it. So, it's not fun, it hurts. That's 100% true. Definitely. Oh, yeah. All right, guys. While we're talking... we can just get Brian to go fishing. Somebody's got to put content on a website. One day I'll find someone that can actually put content on a website where I can go fishing. Uh, My schedule's freeing up, guys. A lot of great things going on around here at thebasscast.com. You're going to see more of me, hear more of from me, and uh, we hope to hear more from other anglers as well. So... It's it's gonna be it's gonna it's gonna be a big change and we're really really excited about that and yes I am gonna start getting out there more on the water. I'm sorry I don't have the money to donate to a lot of these tournaments. I have guys all the time says you don't fish these big tournaments. I said I haven't had anybody cover these big tournaments. To fish them I gotta have them covered. Yeah. And that's what this website was built on. That's why I started this media company. Is and um, I you know. I fish out of a kayak. If I'm going to fish a tournament, other than just, you know, a little small tournament, I'm going to fish out of my kayak. So that's me, and that's what I'm planning on doing. And hopefully, you know, I didn't fish many kayak tournaments this year. I didn't fish any. But I'm hoping in uh, 2019 to be able to fish more tournaments with my schedule being a little bit more flexible. My weekends are all pretty much 99% free, so... I'm very excited. Oh, definitely. Maybe maybe I'll actually get up with you and we'll go fishing. I'll let you get in my boat. There you go. Yes, maybe I... I Nookie might let you. 
Well, if she don't let me, I got a kayak. I'll bring my kayak down. I'll throw it in the water. I'll rent me a motel room and a big one, and we'll drag a thing in and store it in there that night. And uh, next morning, load up, and we'll come meet you. So, hey, guys, while we're talking about events, me and, me and Brother Bruce, um, next weekend, um, we got Bass Quest going on. Um, we got the Castaway Anglers 2018 schedule up. You guys check that out. They got a tournament, uh, the 24th as well as Bass Quest. And we got a Leesville tournament going on. So three, actually, I don't think the Castaway might not be an open. Let's see here if it is. And then of course, next month we have the ICAST going on. Yep. Unfortunately, you won't get to go, but still, it's going to be happening. New products coming out. Yeah, you got to stay tuned. Can't wait to see some of those. Yeah, me either. You got to stay tuned to that because I know over the next couple of weeks, it's going to be a lot of media releases from a lot of these companies talking about all the great new products coming out for the 20. Most of it doesn't come out till 2019, but this is the time when it all gets introduced. And, you know, they get feedback from people in the industry and thoughts and opinions and if you ever get a chance to go or you are able to go you have to be a business owner to be able to go or someone in the media but if you get a chance to go please go i recommend it it's highly recommended um this year i won't be going but uh maybe here in the future if we could get about two or three more sponsors that would like to sponsor the basscast.com in 2019 Hey, that'll help me go a little bit easier, to be honest. So, but first of all, we're taking care of content. Oh, yeah. And then next year, of course, the classic. Yeah, next Close year. Close enough we can go again. Yeah, next year we will be in Tennessee for the 2019 Bassmaster Classic. We're always excited and looking forward to that. Going to take Brother Bruce, hopefully, again. And um, Oh, yeah. And then my boy Josh with BassBoatForSale.com. He will probably be there as well. Um, lots of great things coming from BassBoatForSale.com. If you guys haven't checked out the website, please do so. I'm hoping this fall the new website will be up and running. It's going to be a whole lot easier, a whole lot more searchable. And um, he actually can't keep up now. So it's going to be really fun when the new website hits up. So you guys, anybody in Central Virginia, anyone listening... There's boats from all over, North Carolina, Florida. Um, me and some co-workers the other day were uh, taking a look at what all the new inventory he has, and uh, he's got some good deals on there, so check them out. Oh, definitely. If, you, if, you, if you're looking in to get one, you got to find the one that you really love, and that's a great place to start. There you go. Um, definitely true. I mean, you don't have to pay top dollar. No. You don't have to pay top dollar for showroom floor. You, I mean, come on. These guys are selling almost new boats. I mean, a lot of them, they get new boats every year. And they have to sell it. So, why not? That's it. It's, you know, like Bruce was saying, too, you know, these guys are getting brand new boats every year. They're a little bit more negotiable and easy to work with when, you know, they got a brand new one coming and they're ready to get rid of the old one. So, check it out. Bass Boat, the number four, oh, yeah. 
sale.com. So check it out. Sell a boat. Buy a boat and do it all right there. That's right. Um, guys, if you guys haven't checked out our June giveaway, please do so right now. Um, just to let a lot of you guys out there know that you do need to create an account to play the contest. It takes you two minutes to create an account. You do. You can either do it through Facebook if you have Facebook, or you can create a just a generic account using your email address, and that way it gets logged. And then when you play, it actually shows up where I can see if someone's played. So go create an account now. It's um, if you scroll down on your mobile phone, it's midway down. It's on the right hand side if you're on the computer. So check it out. I want to thank all the great sponsors. We're giving away another jersey from Hookfish Performance. And this month we got the Lure Lock. You know, it's our first month that we're actually giving one of those away. I mean, just... I'll say right now, this thing is valued probably close to $200. Counting the jersey. So, what do we got here? Got some buck tips. I'll enter that's right. Got Bucktail Johnny's products on there, which you guys have seen Bruce catch a lot of fish on Bucktail Johnny's. Got some Trapper Tackle. Got some Diablo Custom Jigs. We got some of the Ledgehead Lures, which I met in Tennessee a couple years ago. You guys check them out. A lot of great things going on from them. Um, some products from Z Bait Company. So, just to name a few, you guys need to go check it out. Right now, oh, we got some spinner baits from Grey Goat Lures. So, go play. It doesn't cost you anything. It costs me to ship it. So, I mean, heck, go play. That's all I can tell you. I know. Go win. That's it. Fill up that tackle box. That's it. That's it. Um, we want to thank our sponsors before we get rolling with tonight's show, which you guys, I hope, have all seen. Greg Hackney. Um, we had, uh, uh, Sky had the opportunity to talk with him this past week about his win on the Sabine River. So, very, very excited about that. And uh, taking a listen to what all Greg Hackney had to say. So, before we get sponsor- get started, we got to always thank our sponsors because without our sponsors, none of this would be possible. Ain't that right, Brother Bruce? Oh, without the sponsors and without our listeners, we're nothing. That's right. Um, Bass Boat for Sale, like we mentioned earlier. Um, Lynchburg Arms, an indoor shooting range. You guys need to check that out. He has got something brand new. I'm hoping and praying I can get over there soon to talk about it. You guys have all seen Duck Hunt. You, Duck Hunt. You guys have also seen the uh, like the little indoor range like they have at Bass Pro Shop upstairs for those who live here in Richmond. Well, this is something like that. But for 2020, I mean, this is like high tech, help you with your shooting. It's pretty freaking awesome. Plus, he's got some great deals going on right now. If you guys check out Lynchburg Arms on Instagram as well as Facebook, please do to keep up to all the things that he has to offer. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, you guys, um, Stanton River Outdoors. I need to get down there. I haven't been down there. I will be getting down there soon. We're going to do some live with them. Talk about all the great products they have going on. Plus, you guys take a listen to the commercial. You guys looking to rent a boat, a.k.a. kayak or canoe, float down the Stanton River, 
that's where you need to do it. They offer some great opportunities right there. Day trips for those who just want to rent, float, deliver it back, and be done with it. Dick Sporting Goods, our sponsor for our Lunker for the 2018 Bass Cast Tournament Trail. Thank you so far to everyone that's fished. Our next event's in September, so get ready. Water's going to still be a little warm, but after that, it's October, November, and Classic in December. Please don't forget, you got to fish four out of our seven events to qualify. Hookfish Performance, like we said, want to thank everyone at Hookfish Performance Mandatar for hooking us up with these awesome jerseys. You guys have seen Bruce's jersey. You've seen mine. Um, you guys have seen Jacob Stevens, Ben Hudson, Ben's dad, Z Bait Company, Hunter with Z Bait Co. That's where his jersey comes from. Take a look at them. If you guys are out, feel them, touch them, and buy your own jersey from Hookfish Performance. Um, Franklin County Outdoors. That's our latest sponsor here. FranklinOutdoors.online. Check out their great deals. Awesome guns. Awesome great prices on ammunition. And Franklin County. As well as their store at West Lake on Smith Mountain Lake in Central VA. So check it out. And then last but not least, Conrad Brothers. Like we said, Bass Quest coming up this coming Sunday. We want to thank Conrad Brothers Marine. Check them out. They have their two locations as well. Um, they're on Smith Mountain Lake, right up before you get to West Lake, as well as on your way to... I want to skip it here in a second. Um, on the other side of Radford, Bruce, I'm trying to think now. It's done popped out of my head here. Oh, I have that problem. Clater Lake, that's it. On your way to Clater Lake State Park. They're right there on the left-hand side, if I remember correctly. There you go, Clater Lake. I only make two visits there a year, so... Yeah. It's a good lake, though. I haven't been out there yet. It's worth the trip. It's worth the trip. Just be careful. It's a lot of boat traffic, as always, this time of year. And um, safety is always key, so... Oh, definitely. Everybody be safe out there. That's right. All right, guys. Anything going on on your end, Brother Bruce? Just some good fishing, getting my butt whooped. I mean, I went out with Snooky Friday, and uh, she tried. She whooped me on uh, numbers, but at least I did get the big fish. Barely. She caught a four one and I caught a four seven. Oh wow. That's awesome. I know, and then Saturday we went out and checked out a new lake uh just for the first half of the day. Didn't get any big ones, but we sure did find some small ones, so at least we were catching fish. That's more than most people do. There you go, so that's true. At least I'd rather catch small ones than none at all. Plain and simple, especially on a new lake. And then, of course, this afternoon, I went out and caught me a nice one. And I'm sure Brian will post that up later for everybody to see. Yeah, I definitely I will. haven't even posted it on my page yet. Um, so. I got, I got, if you want to post it there, that's cool, because I got one in the, um, uh, one in the, uh, one in the live, well, if you can kind of say from Mr. Ben Hudson, if, um, 
who had a pretty... Oh, he doesn't catch big ones. Um, hey, he doesn't catch big ones. All right, Brian, go ahead. Don't say it. Yeah, he... Well, I mean, he... He had a pretty... He had a pretty good weekend this past weekend. You know, he went to went down fish High Rock. One of the uh, BFL tournaments, so... Yeah, he's got a pretty decent one up here. I thought about resharing, but oh yeah, no, I love seeing somebody else. Honestly, I would rather see everybody else's pictures. Cause to me, that's the thing. Um, it is about we want to see your pictures. We want to see how you're doing. Oh yeah, send them in to us. That's what it's all about. Send it in. We love showing the pictures of y'all having. With your catches. That's it. Look, if you go out and you struggle all day, you finally catch one and it's only two pounds. You got out and had fun. We'll po- that's something to post. I mean, everybody thinks it's got to be a eight pounder, but no. We love seeing big fish. Sometimes it's getting out with, the, especially kids. If you get out with your kids, man, let's share that. That's what it's about, getting those kids involved. I mean, that's the next generation. That's who's going to carry this on after we stop. So Yeah, that's definitely true. Let's get them out there. Yep, like Bruce said, get, out, get on out there, tag us in your pictures. Um, you can send them directly to Instagram. We share a lot more pictures through Instagram, a lot more news and information we try to share through uh, Facebook, so we kind of mix it up. The Bass Cast Rewind, you know, it's just a look back at all the pictures I've taken the last few years, so DM me. And uh, we'll get your picture shared, and um, hopefully maybe you'll grow a little bit. We'll grow a little bit, and uh, we'll all grow together, and that's what it's all about. Yeah, definitely. I mean, if you get to go out to an event uh, with, you know, fishing, go ahead. Let's share it and tag us in it so that we can uh, repost it up and talk about the events that y'all are doing, too. Because, you know, we can't do everything. I mean, I do a lot of stuff. You do a lot of stuff. Oh yeah. And we can't we can't cover everything. And I mean, even if it's just something local in your area, it's important. Those are the things that are important. That's what we are here for. Um, yes, we do these big tournaments. We do all these, but it's about y'all, the local guys doing things, guys and girls out there doing things. That's what uh, the Bass Cast is about. It wasn't about the elites and the FLW mm-hmm. pros. It's about everything here in Virginia. And we've expanded out, and we're doing Tennessee and North Carolina. I mean, come on. Yeah, South and Carolina. Georgia, too. Yeah, now Georgia. So it's, you know, guys, I, I really... Yeah. I really could use about ten more thousand dollars a year just for freaking gas. As many places as people want me to be and fly and show up, and it's gotten big. It, it's bigger than I ever thought it would be, and I'm blessed. And that's all I can tell you because I, I, you know, I started during a crazy time in life, and yeah, here we are now, and we got this radio show we do bi-weekly, oh, and hey. you know, maybe in the near future we can take it, make it weekly. So. Yeah, and then, of course, you, you added me, and I'm, I'm blessed to be able to get on here and, and yak. I'm good at that, but, I mean. He's also a good writer, yeah, everybody, anybody, so. 
So, yeah, let's let's share everything so that we can pass it on. I mean, that's what it's about: passing on, passing on to the next generation, passing on to people get information, and that's what we're here for. There you go. All right, guys, we're going to take a quick commercial break, and then we'll be back with Mr. Greg Hackney. Points, cash, gear, sports. With a Dick scorecard, you earn points on all your purchases and get 3% back in rewards and access to exclusive deals and events. It's simple. Points lead to cash to buy gear so you can play more sports. Get your Dick scorecard and start earning reward certificates today. Every season starts at Dick's. This is Sky. Tonight, we have a very special guest, Mr. Greg Hackney, fresh off a win on the Sabine River. How you doing tonight, Mr. Hackney? I'm doing well. Awesome. So congratulations on winning on the Sabine River. You know, that was a crazy tournament with a lot of different variables. Um, you know, couldn't fish in Louisiana, have all that river to break down. I guess where I want you to start is you find out the Sabine River's on the schedule. How do you break down the map? How do you, you know, Google Earth and avionics? How does that start on a body of water like that? You know it's changing. You got, you know, the no information rule. It doesn't allow you to really call anybody and ask them how it's going to go. Where do you start as an elite series angler breaking down this body of water? Well, you know, one thing that was really different, the way I started it, breaking it down, you know, the tournament was scheduled in March. And uh, I really started looking for places where they would be spawning. Um, I had really never spent very much time on the Texas side of the Sabine. I had spent the previous two times, the majority of the time we'd been there, I'd fish mostly in Louisiana. So uh, I knew that was going to make it different, going to make it fish smaller. And then, you know, half the stuff I really looked at for the tournament really became a non-factor when, uh, you know, the river flooded and they rescheduled the event to, you know, just a couple weeks ago. Um, I really thought, you know, honestly, that would help to some extent. Typically, when we've been there before in March, the river's real muddy, and all the tributaries that come into that area or into that marsh are real muddy and really had a tendency to water everybody up. So, on a positive side, them rescheduling the tournament, you know, got everything down, water... You know, the water got norm and normal, and, um, you know, realistically, everything was cleaner. So when they rescheduled the event, I really started looking for summertime stuff. You know, places that would have some current flow, you know, maybe some tidal movement or some actual, you know, flow from the river itself. Um, I stopped there. I typically don't pre-fish, and mainly because of a time issue. Uh, and being away from home because we're away from home so much. So I don't do, you know, very little pre-fishing. I typically just our regular, you know, our official practice is when I spend most of the time. But because they rescheduled the tournament, they actually opened it back up. And uh, on the way home from Travis, I actually went there and spent Monday and Tuesday after Lake Travis, which was, you know, about two weeks before the event, right. where I felt like that that would be a, a legit practice. You know, it was already, you know, the water temperature then was already 85 degrees. You know, those fish had long been done spawning. 
you know, they should be in more of a summer pattern. So I felt like that was good. And um, I ran a couple, well, I ran a couple, three actually, other tributaries, the other main river there that's relatively close, the uh, the Natchez and um, Fish Cow Bayou, Adams Bayou. Those were places that I'd heard of and never been before. So I spent those two days looking at that. Uh, lots of fish. Now, I will tell you this. That's one thing about the Sabine and all the area around it. It's really a fish factory. I mean, uh, one of those days of pre-fishing, I probably had, you know, 20 or 30 keeper bites. But it was hard to catch one over two pounds. Just a lot of keepers. Um, like where I live at in Louisiana, we call it marsh bass. <laughs> it's, it's almost like two different, you know, it's almost like two different fish. There's just thousands of those bass that are nine inches to about 14 inches. And uh, and then it's almost like it's a different species of fish that's over two and a half pounds. But So I really used those two days. I, I, I found a lot of fish. None of them really mattered. And uh, so I decided when we come back, I would spend more time I went to Taylor's, you know, which was uh, actually the place where the previous two events had been won. But, again, it was spawn. The water was low there, dirty, not a lot of movement, not a lot of current. I didn't like it as well because there wasn't a lot of current movement. Uh, That Taylor's area actually has a dam across it, so it doesn't get that tidal movement every day like the Sabine, the Natchez, and those other places because they're basically just open to the Gulf. And so, you know, when you get that, that current and that's really the deal this time of the year you know when it gets hot so um, i started concentrating on the sabine during the official practice and taylor's i spent the first day of practice there I, you know caught some again it wasn't really spectacular and the uh, the second day of practice i went to the sabine and i realistically probably had 40 keeper bites and um a lot of those fish i shook off a lot of them were on the buzz bait and the frog i had cut the hook off my buzz bait and uh, I didn't see any big ones, but what I did see, I, I, I saw some fish I felt like were solid two-pounders. And uh, I guess they ended up being two-and-a-half because I caught some of them during the event. But um, really, I just tried to stay where there was, you know, current moving. Um, one of the key play I found, actually found five or six, play, you know, different little areas on the Sabine that I felt like were all about equal. Uh, but it was really that first day of the tournament before I found the area that I could fish in. You know, some of those areas would have 10, 11, 12 boats, you know, in those. You know, a lot of guys got those bites. Um, and I just started kind of concentrating in the ones that didn't have quite the fishing pressure, you know, the first day. Uh, but realistically, my main deal was to look for something that the water would move in. Uh, like one of my primary places, what made it unique, it was a actually, it was a, in a way, it was a dead-end canal or a dug ditch, but it had three different natural drains that came into it. So the cool thing about it was every time the tide went up, all that water went back up those drains, and then on the falling tide, all the water came back out. So even though it was basically, it looked like a dead-end canal, it was not. Uh, I'm not sure how far those drains went back through the woods, but you know, water went back as far as you could see, so it had a lot of water movement. And that's really the big deal, you know, in the summertime. If you have that luxury, you know, whether it's, you know, current from a river system or a locking dam or what it is, anytime you can find, you know, a place where the water moves, you know, it just helps your chances of getting bit. And that was really the key there. I didn't fish anything that was dead. Um, the only areas that I fished in that, like, had a dead end in the back 
I, I really didn't fish all the way back. I kind of fished in some, you know, towards the front of it where, and anything that necked down, that was another big deal. That was the cool thing about, you know, really the place where I'd done most of the damage. It had those drains in it, but the other deal was it was confined. It had good water depth, five, six foot, and, you know, Anytime you're on a you know a natural river like that, typically that's all the water you need. Three foot is deep, so it had plenty of water depth, had some vegetation, but the main thing was that current flow. That was the deal, and okay. uh, that's just really what got in the right you know got me in the right direction. I just picked some areas where I had some water movement, and I got lots of bites. Again, the Sabine River, as far as eat that whole ecosystem, not just the Sabine, all those natural drains and bayous that come into it all have lots of fish, lots of life, gar, you know, grown oh, yeah. or mudfish or shoot, you know. I mean, the water's just working live with bluegill, everything. It's uh, it's not what you think. You know, I'm, I'm sure a lot of people look on the outside looking in on that, you know, on the Sabine River thing. Man, they all talk about how tough it is. But really, honestly, what makes it tough is fishing pressure. You know, it fishes small. It did fish a lot smaller this time. Uh, than it did the previous two times because again we <laughs> we were limited to only one state and before you know there'd been sixty to seventy five boats running to Louisiana so that right. was, you know spreading everybody out a little more and as far as that river fishing goes I've experienced some fishing the Red River and I've experienced on the James to you you were talking a little bit earlier about how there's almost two different populations of fish you know you get the you catch nine inches all of us all the time. All of a sudden, you go into a patch of four pounders or three and a half, or just a, a fish grade bigger. What's the key to finding those other than just the current? You know, like what's the like your areas during the Sabine River? What was so special about them? In addition to the current, if there was anything that brought those bigger fish in, you know, really the the it was the way they related to stuff. They were in the same areas where a lot of those bites were, but they would always be on something different. Like uh, one of the key areas where I caught them at, there was grass growing in the middle of the canal. And you could catch the little ones up and down the banks. And there were three other boats in the area with me catching a lot of little ones. And they were all beating the bank. And it seemed to be that all those bigger fish were, you know, out in that deeper water. And uh, one thing I figured out was that those fish, wherever they were on low tide, that's exactly where they were on high tide. Now, low tide was better fishing. You know, it was easier to catch them on low tide just because everything was condensed down and they didn't have as much water over them. But uh, and we, even when the tide came, come up, I never really fished up on the bank. Like, they weren't moving. They stayed right where they were on low tide. And uh, uh, another deal was there were, you know, things to cover rich deal. You know, it's a target-rich environment. There were cypress trees down the banks and laydowns and uh you know, lily pads and shallow grass and all that. And there were a lot of fish on that stuff, but all those bigger fish were deeper. Not deep, just deeper. And uh, like on the wood deal, where I caught the bigger ones off wood, they would always seem to be on a piece of wood that was laying all the way out in the uh, in the canal, in the deepest part. Uh, like if it was a big treetop, I really didn't concentrate on the... Uh, the ba- if it came all the way off the bank and fell out in the canal, I really didn't concentrate on the shallower parts of it. I just made sure all of my casts were either on the break, you know, where the thing had a little shelf come out about two foot and then fell into the deeper part. And the fish always seemed to be from that break to the middle. But a lot of them would be, you know, out in five or six feet of water right in the middle. And uh, I found some key pieces of wood on low tide that were out. And, um, you know, I'd go back. I caught a handful of fish cranking on that stuff where there wasn't grass. 
And then on low tide, I, I shelled them on the buzz bait and the frog, but, and it was still concentrating in the middle. Not really, I threw it to bank. I really fished everything I came by, but when it was all said and done, I never caught a good one, you know, a two and a half pound or bigger fish that was really bank related. Everything I caught, all those better ones all came out. And, uh, even I would go long periods without a bite, I would still, you know, that was really another big key to the deal was I didn't really fish for bites. You know, I spent my time fishing. Once I figured that out, I really dialed that deal in the first day of the tournament. And once I dialed that deal in, I just didn't, I didn't have a lot of wasted motion. I spent most of my time concentrating, like I said, either on grass that was in the middle of the canal or, uh, you know, on wood, isolated pieces of wood that were out in the middle of the canal. That definitely seemed to be the, uh, you know, seemed to be the key to catching the bigger ones. And, you know, that, that off a little bit further off the bank stuff that was a touch deeper, was there, was there enough of it to where you didn't have to worry about running out of it, or were you constantly managing your fish over the course of this tournament? You know, the deal is one good thing, you know, and this, this happens a lot, you know, this time of the year, especially like a Red River, a James River, it's, they will manage themselves. You know, I, I and, and, and what I mean by that, you know, fish are just a lot harder to catch, you know, when the water gets to be 90 degrees. And uh, several key fish that I caught would come off a piece of cover that I had already fished like two days before and pounded it every time I come by. But that's another big key deal. Typically, when you figure out where they are, you just got to keep pounding the same cover to get them to bite. Um, I mean, I've thrown it. <laughs> There's one particular log that I caught a three-pounder off of. I probably threw at it 60 times over a three-day period before I caught one off of it. Oh, wow, okay. And uh, from past experience, too. I, you know, I grew up on a river system that was not tidal, but you know, pretty much identical to the Red River. And I just spent a lot of time fishing for those hot weather, summertime fish. And and it, it it's like that a lot. You know, a lot of times you just got to keep going by that fish until he positions to eat. Um, you know, it's a confidence thing. You know, I had a lot of confidence in what I was doing and a lot of confidence that those fish were on that stuff. And that gave me the, you know, that's the reason I just kept pounding it, slow and steady and, uh, you know, making repetitive casts. That's another deal that's always big in the summertime. I mean, it can be big any time of the year, but that was definitely the deal there, you know. And it's a funny thing. When you trigger one of those fish to bite, typically after you've thrown out a piece of cover a lot of times, you'll never miss that fish. You'll catch him every time. Because when you fired at him long enough to get him to fire, typically he's going to try to kill the bait. And uh, they were all hooked good. And, uh, you know, another thing, I, I really, I, I thought about that. I, I'm in Wisconsin. I drove up here today. We you know, start practice uh, here on Monday. And uh, well, I drove a little farther than I was planning. I drove about 17 hours today. Oh, wow. But, uh, yeah, I wouldn't plan on doing that. But I got in some bad traffic, and I just didn't want to get up in the morning and drive through all this construction. So I went ahead and, and drove on a little farther. But one thing I thought about, I, I don't know, honestly, you know, I've won other events and uh, had other good tournaments, but I really don't know if I've ever fished as clean as I did last week. What I mean by that, I mean, I just, I fish everything real thorough and I don't, I can't look back and say, you know, there's any fish that I lost that would have helped me. I missed one fish on the first day of the tournament. It was about a three and a half pounder. And uh, I caught that fish with about an hour to go on the second day of the tournament. So, uh, and just everything worked right. 
there wasn't a lot of fish in there. And I, that's the other thing. There wasn't a lot of big fish to go around. And uh, I think that was the other thing that gave me the patience to slow down and really work everything over because, you know, I didn't feel like I was going to catch five big ones a day. I felt like the deal was catching two. And, uh, you know, the first day of the tournament was a perfect storm. We had a really, really low tide. It was the only day in the tournament that we had that. The tide completely changed and never got within really almost a foot of that low the rest of the event. And uh, it was just a perfect situation. It got low at the right time. And that first day I caught five and actually had six. I missed the one. And uh, I was on the way out because I felt like I didn't need to catch any more when I caught the fifth one. Uh, and I missed one, and I missed that one more, but I just fished real clean, you know, and, and not too many times you can always, you know, you lost one here, even in events I've won. A lot of times I've lost some key fish, uh, but not last week, you know, last week was picture perfect. Uh, you always want to, you know, replicate that again, but, uh, it was just a perfect week. Everything went right. I just, you know, I fished. Awesome. I like to fish this way. You know, that's the first time we really had a, what I call a mud hole grinder in hot water. <laughs> and uh, I grew up fishing that way. And we typically, you know, that tournament just was rescheduled. That was the only reason it was that way. Typically, we always, like now, you know, we're in Wisconsin. About uh, the time the weather gets hot, we leave the south, you know, and go north. So uh, I just got to do some things. Man, it's been a long time. I square filled. Yeah, I, I buzz bait frog, you know. So it uh, it was good times. And that's that's the next question I was going to ask you, you know, what baits did it to them specifically, what colors, and how much did it matter? You know, do you think you could have caught those fish on just about anything, or was it specific? Uh, No, it was pretty uh, specific on on the lure choice, because like I said, I spent the first three days of the tournament fishing around three other boats, you know, really in a half a mile ditch. And uh, they were all, you know, I fished around them. They were all plinking plastics around, you know, some type of plastic, flipping wood and that type of deal. And uh, I just didn't do much of that. You know, it just seemed like um, the first two days were all about a buzz bait. And that's a funny thing how fish are. I had two buzz baits rigged up, identical, one with a white frog and one with a black frog. And in practice, the white frog was the deal. And the first day of the tournament, the white frog was the deal. I I cannot explain that because the weather was, you know, similar the next day. And uh, the next day I couldn't get them to eat the white frog, you know, on the buzz bait. Uh, They would pull on it, suck it down, and I, you know, pick change to a black one and lit them up. You know, they would just eat crush the black. um, And then it seemed like as the water stayed higher, the frog became more of a deal. It did seem like those fish suspended higher. You know, after the uh, the water stayed high the last two days, uh, a still, I mean, even on the frog, the, the bigger ones all came out, you know, in the, on the isolated clumps of grass in the middle of the uh, of the canal. I mean, I caught some down the bank, but they were rats. You know, they were keepers, but all the bigger ones were still. It, but it just seemed like the frog, I could fish slower. And it just, I don't know if they got used to that buzz bait. I've seen them do that before. Um I mean, like the first the first day of the tournament, I had 25 bites, you know, on a buzz bait. The second day, not as many, probably only like eight or nine. And then uh, the last couple of days, I only caught a fish or two. Uh, on the third day, I think I only weighed one on the buzz bait, and uh, the rest of them, I caught one on a plug, and uh, the 
the rest of them were all on the frog. And then the last day they were all on the frog, the ones I kept. It just seemed like as I, as I pounded them more and, you know, more fishing pressure, I just had to be more deliberate. And that frog would just spend more time over them, you know, almost like it agitates them into biting. And, uh, again, that's kind of a hot water deal, you know, repetitive cast or just something that hangs around them a lot. Um, but really my main two baits were the buzz bait and the frog. And I did, I weighed a, I caught a three pounder. I caught a three and a half pounder and a three pounder on a, on a, on a square bill. Uh, I didn't do that much. And I only, one end of that, uh, ditch was dirty. Didn't have any grass in it. That's where those deeper pieces of wood were. And, uh, actually first day, it's a section. I caught the six pounder out of on the buzz bait and I caught another two and a half and I ended up catching, um, a three and a half and a three pounder and that end cranking later in the week. It was kind of that deal. You know what I'm saying? Like you just, I just had to keep rotating. Every time I came to a different piece of cover, you know, that was set up different, I changed baits, you know, right. and uh, again, one of the fish I'm telling you, I threw, I know I threw with that piece uh, wood <laughs> maybe 60 casts during the tournament before I finally got bit off of it. And, of course, I'm making, you know, every time I come by, I threw 10. Right. And when I cranked it, I threw times at it that time. The next time I come by, I threw 10 again. And, uh, and wow. before I finally caught a three off of it. And, and, again, a lot of times, you know, this is the deal because we can't see them. But what happens a lot of times, maybe that fish, when they get aggressive, you know, they set on that cover. And that's when you can catch them. When they're not aggressive, they don't have they don't have any predators. You know, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, Three yeah. pounders. He's pretty safe for most everything. When he's not on the cover, chances are he's out there lingering around it, not active. When he gets active, he sets up on the cover to ambush, and that's that's the reason a lot of times. And I've done the same thing on the Red River. Uh, you just keep going by a key piece of cover, and eventually get that fish to bite. And you know, sometimes it's making him bite, and other times it's just getting finally. A, a timing deal, you know, when they position right to bite. Awesome. Well, we won't hold you up any longer. Um, before you go, I always do like to give the guys uh, like a shameless plug moment where you can say anything you want to the viewers. You can thank your sponsors. One for everybody. So, uh, and uh, definitely a sexy frog. I was using a stump jumper was the color last week. Um, I will say one more little tidbit. The first day of the tournament, one of those fish spit up a goggle in my live well that was, you know, being as big as my hand. And that was another thing that uh, I had been throwing, a, it's, again, on color, I'd been throwing a black frog. And uh, I switched to that stump jumper with that yellow belly because that goggle I had a yellow belly. And they really ate it. <laughs> you know, when that really became a deal in that high sun, um, and I really, all those frogfish I caught was bluebird, you know, high, hot, and most of them I caught after 1230. And uh, it really seemed like that yellow belly made difference. They don't see the back anyway. You know, they're looking up at it. And that right. seemed to be a big key. But I appreciate the opportunity. I've enjoyed yeah. it. Oh, yeah. Thank you for coming on. Good luck in Wisconsin this week. We really appreciate you coming on. You know, after driving 17 hours, I hadn't realized that's what you've been doing all day. Yeah, I've been fighting traffic all day, and I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Well, hopefully it'll pay off up there. Like I said, good luck. We're rooting for you. Um, and Like I said, appreciate you coming on. Have a good evening. Okay. We'll enjoy it. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Yep. Bye-bye. Points, cash, gear, sports. With a Dick Scorecard, you earn points on all your purchases and get 3% back in rewards and access to exclusive deals and events. 
It's simple. Points lead to cash to buy gear so you can play more sports. Get your Dick's scorecard and start earning reward certificates today. Every season starts at Dick's. All right, guys. We hope you guys enjoyed that uh, interview that Sky did with uh, Mr. Greg Hackney. Really, really appreciate him coming on. And, um, you know, we want to thank all of our guests as always. I mean, I don't know, man. Blessed. That's all I can tell you. Oh, definitely. If you guys would like to be a part of the show, we'd love to have you. Anybody in the fishing business, I'll be honest with you. Anybody, we, we you know, give us a shout on our Facebook page, our Instagram page. If you sell a product or um, you're an elite or FLW or a local angler, just want to come on and talk and uh, like to have you on and uh, we'll get set up a time and a date and uh, we'll do it. So, again, thank you, Greg Hackney. Oh, oh definitely. That's what it's all about, talking about everything. Oh, yeah. Learning and learning. That's it. Like Bruce said, learning. That's right. I mean, hey, I I might be old, but I'm still willing to learn. I mean, I figure I'll be learning until the day I die. I'm going to learn something. That's what it's all about. I mean, you know, when I, you know... Sky's got his interviewing process. I got mine. But I always, you know, I always want to hear what people learn. Whether you win or lose, you know, you always want to learn something or take something away from each event because that's what makes you better. So, Oh, yeah. I mean, and it's like when Smokey and I go out fishing, it's, yeah, we're looking for those big bass. But, you know, it's at the same time, you can get caught up in it so bad that it drives you nuts, or you can go out and have fun. Yep. You can be just as competitive as everybody else, and you can still have fun. I mean, anybody that says you can't, I mean, I'm sorry. This is what fishing Fishing is fun. There you go. I mean, going out and do I mean, I know we go out and we're... You know, our mindset is to get those big ones and everything, but at the same time, fishing is what is a fun thing. I mean, I go fishing because it's fun. I catch big fish because it's fun. I have fun catching the little dudes because they're fun too. I mean, they grow up into big ones. Yep, that's true. If they survive. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I. Honestly, I believe fishing keeps the kid inside each of us. I oh, really yeah. do. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely true. All right, guys. I mean, as, as always, man, we want to thank our sponsors. want to thank everyone for listening. Um, if you guys would like to sponsor this show directly, please let me know. Just message us as well. Um, Lynchburg Arms and Indoor Shooting Range right here in Central Virginia. BassBoatForSale.com Looking to buy a boat or sell a boat? Do it all on BassBoat, the number four, sale.com. Stanton River Outdoors, LLC, Alta Vista, Virginia. 
They can be reached, guys, at 434-608-2601. They do rod repair, rod building, as well as they have hunting guns. Everybody gets guns these days. Fishing equipment. Um, I think when I was down there the other day, they had a lot more dry storage boxes because they are running the canoes and kayaks and you know you gotta keep the stuff dry and you gotta keep it you know you might accidentally turn over and you want the stuff to float so pick up some of those great looking dry store box storage boxes from um, stanton river outdoors dick sporting goods they are our 2018 lunker challenge sponsor for the bass cast tournament trail check out the bass cast tournament trail schedule um it's right there on the website. It says the BassCast 2018 tournament schedule. Click on it, and it's got all the information there as well as the release that you need to be efficient. Franklin County Outdoors in Franklin County, Virginia. This is one of the very first tackle stores that I ever walked into, so it's pretty cool. A lot of great things going on right there. Great prices. Um, they got more guns there. They got a little bit more fishing. But most of their fishing is at the Smith Mountain Lake store. So please swing by. Give the guys, if you're going to Smith Mountain Lake next time, hey, I forgot something. Check out Franklin Outdoors and uh, let them get you hooked up before you uh, go out and fish those big old bass fishing tournaments that we cover. And uh, last but not least, Conrad Brothers Marine. Home of the Nitro Boats right here in Central Virginia. And uh, they're located up there in Smith Mount Lake. And uh, they're right before um, Kroger and all the other big stores up that way. Plus, like we were saying earlier, they have another store located at... Darn, I didn't lost my mind again, Bruce. Up here at... Um... <laughs> Go ahead. I I can't remember. Clater Lake. Located Golly. At Clater Lake. So, I'll remember it next time. Clater Lake, guys. Yeah, so check out Clater. So check them out. Looking to buy a brand new Nitro or use Nitro. Pontoon boat. Check them out. I think they got, they have, well, no one's got the 40th anniversary boat right now, but they hope to have more in stock soon. And it might, I don't know what they did with the 40th because I heard it was limited. They were behind. It's a great looking boat for 10 grand. You get a lot with it. I rode in one the other day. It's a great boat. For $10,000, you're looking, you know, you could fish maybe some small tournaments, big tournaments, or just, uh, you know, fart around the lake with your friends if you're looking to buy something brand new. So checking them out. Conrad Brothers Marine. And don't forget. This coming Sunday is their last regular season tournament. The Bass Cast will be there. The Bass Cast will be live again as long as the weather cooperates. You guys saw the last tournament. It was beautiful. And then all of a sudden, the skies opened up. So, luckily, hey, we're still alive. So, we got wet, but we had a great time. Oh, yeah. Just got to make sure you bring your rain gear at all times. That's it. It's summertime. Yep. You never know when those... Summertime is afternoon. 
<clears throat> you never know when those summertime storms are going to pop up, so always keep your rain gear. I keep mine, you know, at least a light jacket in the truck just in case. So. We're going to invest in you a little hat with an umbrella. Yeah, I need a big umbrella. No, a little one, so you can put the camera up underneath it. <laughs> Well, guys, we... Yeah, um, I know. You'll say Bruce that one. Yeah. Well, guys, we appreciate everybody listening tonight. <laughs> and, uh, again, we want to thank all our sponsors. Thank you. Without you guys, it wouldn't be possible. Um, oh, definitely. Thank you to uh, Greg Hackney. And uh, we appreciate him coming on tonight's show. Uh, special thanks to Sky for uh, interviewing him and um, helping us out because of my work schedule. But uh, thank you for that. And uh, we look forward to bringing you guys yeah. another. Go ahead. Yeah, and don't forget, do yourself a favor. Take a kid's fishing. Make right. a memory to last a lifetime. That's right, guys. And as always, don't forget to wear your life jacket. Don't buy a cheap one. Buy a good one because you know what? It's about saving your life. It's not about saving money. If you can buy a $10,000, $20,000, bass boat, or even like me right here behind me, I got a little $1,500 kayak, which is still quite expensive, but I love it. But buy a life jacket, guys. So stay safe out there on the water. Drink plenty of fluids over the next couple of months. And uh, we'll be talking to you guys again in two weeks. Good night, everybody. You've been listening to BassCast Radio. The best in local and national bass fishing. For more episodes, go to Spreaker.com slash BassCast Radio or like us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash BassCast Radio and follow us on Twitter at BassCast News. pages from a magazine Been looking for the answers Ever since we were 17 You know the truth can be a weapon To fight this world of ill intentions A new answer to the same question How many times will you learn the same lesson? When I need to send cash fast, the Western Union app is my go-to. And now you can send up to $500 for a $5 fee worldwide. All you have to do is download the app, choose the pay in cash option, then come in and pay at a participating Western Union agent location. Download the Western Union app today.